Today's show is powered by Neptune. And welcome, welcome. And this show is brought by Neptune today, unfortunately. But I don't know if you know, yesterday was my birthday. Big seven zero. Can't believe it. And this whole blessed, I don't know, last two, three weeks has been all about Neptune for me. And because Jupiter is in the sign of Pisces next to my sun. And oh my gosh. So, of course, a couple of days ago I got a cold. So that's sort of a Neptune thing. So, but I thought we would talk about Mitch. Mitch Lewis is my guest today, in case you didn't know. We talked today about what happens with Neptune when you get it and, um, and other things that he's got planned. He says, yeah, I've got lots of planned. I said, okay, that's fine. We'll just give him a microphone. So anyway, he's a wonderful guest and we love him here. So anyway, hi, Mitch. How are you? Hi, Eileen. I'm okay. That's I wish good. the world was, but you know. Yeah, I know. It's kind of icky, but. You know, it's kind of like with my the Neptune factor, everybody, including me, watches TV and gets disgusted by it because so much icky stuff is happening. So I turn it off and I listen to the radio and that's icky, too. And, you know, where is there a Look, good word somewhere? You this know? is a time of great empathy. That's yeah. what Neptune brings out. Yeah. The world, you know, Vladimir, Vladimir Putin was able to do something that no one in America was able to do. He was able to get the Republicans to stand up and cheer during Biden's <laughs> State of the Union. Address. Oh, my gosh. That's why I don't think that we're all going to be holding hands around a campfire and singing Kumbaya. No, I don't. Think and so. already there are cracks happening as the conspiracy theorists are embracing the nonsense and whatever QAnon and the rest. Of yeah, it. right. Um, there there is something that has occurred in the collective and, you know, when we deal with the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, Eris, whatever, however many they discover, we're dealing with the collective. Yeah. And as Carl Jung once said, if there's something wrong with me, then there's something wrong with the collective. And uh-huh. if there's something wrong with the collective, then there's something wrong with me. Uh-huh. Right. And the, the point is, is that whatever we go through hits us on both levels. Yeah. When I write my my pieces for Facebook or for my newsletter, I always say this in your personal life, this is what it could mean. And in the collective on the world stage, this is what it can mean. And what we're going, what we're dealing with right now is not only the sudden change in history that happens periodically, but uh, the change in the collective. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's talk about Neptune because that's that's your focus for today. Okay, that's a good focus. I'm going to bring in some other things too, but but you know, Neptune is quite active. For one thing, in America's chart, and we we're we're all narcissistic by nature, and America thinks we're the center of the universe. Right, Right. And on some levels, maybe we are, but then if you live in Ukraine, you're not. No. But America's going through some rather intense aspects. We have our Pluto return, which most astrology students understand a little bit. But we also have Neptune opposing on Neptune. Mm-hmm. It's virtually exact right now. Right, right. Transiting Neptune is 2248. America's Neptune is 2225. <coughs> yeah. yeah that, I've noticed so that. So 
Right. And Neptune is also in square to America's Mars. Right. Well, we have a Neptune Mars square in our natal chart. So there is a place in America's consciousness and its collective that's very fearful. Uh, it shows up periodically in our history. Joe McCarthy was a, a, a junior senator in his first term when he stood up in the Senate waving a piece of paper claiming, I have the names of communists who work for the State Department and threw America into tremendous uh, disarray and ruined thousands of people's careers. Right. Uh, with nothing more than innuendo. And as Groucho Marx once said, money goes out your door when love comes innuendo. <laughs> um, so funny. So that's being hit. That part of America's consciousness is being hit right now. Uh, and certainly there are mistakes made and everybody now is of course an expert in foreign affairs after having been experts in contagious diseases for the last two years. And yeah, right. Everybody knows everything. Yeah, we're pretty much experts on that now. On, every, on everything, right. Yeah, I just find you... it, oh, excuse me, I just find it interesting that literally COVID just kind of went out the door, you know? And... Well, it did and it didn't, Eileen. It went out the door as a as a front page story. Yeah. But the did. influenza epidemic of 1918 in 1920, they had all done the same thing. Pretty oh, really? Much. We're done with it. I will never, I'm not wearing a mask. There used to be riots in the streets yeah. over masks and all of this. Right. However, what happened in 2020, which very few people realize, is that not only did, did influenza not go away. Yeah. But because of what had happened in, uh, because of the influenza epidemic, but also the returning troops to all of Europe and, and America and needing millions of jobs to give them. Right. We slipped into a two-year depression. Okay. Yeah. It was a very bad depression from 1920, almost to, 19, to the end of 1922. Okay. And that's when the Roaring Twenties actually started. Right, right. Uh, but that depression was in part a base, a result of the influenza epidemic. Okay. The same way that our current financial woes and, influ yeah. and inflation and so on and so forth. Are. Right. And all of this is, to some extent, Neptunian. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's no reality behind it. No. Uh -uh. There's no sense of, of stability, of foundation. We're standing on quicksand. Right. Right. Well, what does Vladimir Putin decide to do? I'm going to invade. I'm going to invade Ukraine because Putin, well, Putin, even though he was born in the 1950s and 52, he's really a 19th century man. Yeah, he is. The same way that Hitler and Stalin and Mussolini were all born in the 19th century. Mm -hmm. His thoughts are, are back there. Whereas many of the modern leaders we have today were born in the mid 20th century, they yeah. Yeah. not. They think differently. Now I'm not going to get into that. Everything, every, and nobody's 100 percent right. Yeah. And everybody steals, and everybody lies, and everybody cheats. And all right, okay, yeah. it's human nature. Yeah. But what Vladimir Putin decided to do was to push the world backwards. Yeah. A century. Yeah, you can see that. You can see yeah. that. And with and his he did chart it overnight, his chart Neptune, Sun, Saturn, all those right next to each other in the twelfth house. 
I mean, yeah, it, all of that is true. But for me, look, people say to me, what's Putin's uh, sun sign? I say he's a Libra, four planets in Libra. Oh, that can't be. Libras are so sweet. They're so nice. Libra is a passive aggressive sign. Yeah. Right. It is not by any means a passive sign. None of the cardinal signs are. They are very, very assertive. Yeah, the time that we have for him is 9.30 a.m. in St. Petersburg. That's the accepted birth time. I wasn't there, but let's say it's right. Gives him a Scorpio rising, which certainly right. makes sense to me. Right. Venus and Scorpio in the first house. Yeah. But the main aspect in Putin's chart that always drew, grabbed my attention is that he has Pluto on the south node. Yes, he does. And the south node is, well, past lives, if you want to believe in them, or just an attachment to the past. Yes. And Pluto on the south node implies that this is a soul that was brought back believing or having had great power in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And now the just Pl like, transiting Pluto is right on the midheaven, too, in the opposite. Well, Transiting Pluto is is not on his midheaven. I thought it was. No, it's in his third house. Oh, okay. Right. No, what he does have is solar arc directed Pluto right on his ascendant. Oh, okay. Oh, well. All right. That's the end. That's the end of Mister Putin. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. No. But I think that over the next year, you're going to see a change in government in Russia. Oh God, of course. Um, yeah. Well. You can't say, of course, because we've been through this a half a dozen times Putin yeah. already. It seems and more he hasn't, urgent now. Well, it's more urgent to us. I'm not sure. And to and to the Russian people. Right. But remember, this is not a democracy we're talking mm. about yeah. on any level. Harry Truman once said, in a democracy, you get the government you deserve. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because if even if you allow one party to steal an election or whatever, you've allowed it. But in a dictatorship, it doesn't work that way. Right. And Putin's, he's also got transiting Saturn on his north node and opposing his Pluto. Right. And you know, Saturn, of course, is restrictive. Pluto is power. And what does Pluto rule besides everything else? Plutonium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pluto was discovered in 1930. Right. Just about the time not only that the Nazis came into existence, and it does rule that kind of a political attitude, but also it was all through the 30s and 40s that the scientists were tinkering with nuclear energy yeah. and with splitting the atom. So it took until 1944 or late 43 or 44 for them to succeed uh, and the first nuclear tests, so I think we're in 43, right. maybe 42. But still, it, it takes a long time for these outer planets to do their job. Yeah. So Saturn, in opposition to Putin's Pluto and on his north node, yeah. while solar arc directed Pluto is on his ascendant, implies there's a limit here. Mm -hmm. And the limit is going to be what it is. Remember, they tried to assassinate Hitler. The Germans did in 1943. Right. They didn't succeed, mm -hmm. but, or maybe early 44, I don't have the dates right in front of me, but right around the time. It took another almost two years for the war to end and for him to commit suicide. Uh, it might have been 44. But Putin has, has gone a step too far. Yes. 
He's playing chess. That's how I described it in my recent webinar. Uh, he's playing chess and he believed that he could get away with this and he may still, we don't know. Because he's got nuclear weapons. The America and Europe are afraid to get into a war with him. And so we are watching in horror as not only a nation, a rather large nation is being gobbled up, but if you were to ask the normal person on the street in Russia, what kind of a life would you like? Their answer would be, I'd like to have a cell phone, I'd like to have a good job, be able to go to McDonald's, buy blue jeans. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to have a nor, I'd like to be part of the world. Mm-hmm. Ukraine was very much a part of the world until two and a half weeks ago. Right. And it it's just horrific that one person can still do this. Yeah. So what does this mean in the collective? In my opinion, somebody I was having a discussion with somebody a couple of years ago. Okay. They, okay, hold they on said just to me. Go well, ahead. We've got to take a break. So oh, go ahead. we're gonna take a break and gonna we're going to come in where he just left off, which is important. Okay. Okay. So this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to NewProSupplements.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, March 13th, it's a change of schedule, so it'll be the third edition of my teaching shows with Walter Stoffel, author of Lance, A Spirit Unbroken. We'll finish up with food and feeding, then on to medical, physical, and supplement stuff, and we begin Communication 101 with Dogs. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this morning we have on Mitchell Lewis. We're talking about, well, just about everything that's related to Ukraine and the Soviet Union, but it all has meaning deeper in astrology. So let's go start where you left off there, Mitch. Okay. So I had a discussion a few years ago with somebody. They said to me, if you could go back to 1930 and assassinate Hitler, would you? I said, that's a pretty loaded question because we don't know how the world would have turned out Mm -mm. if we hadn't fought the Second World War. Right. And of course, you know, obviously, you know, everybody thinks that they know the answers to all these questions. And, and uh, that's not our, our knowledge to know. Mm-mm, no. As Shakespeare once said in, in, in uh, Julius Caesar, the fault, dear Brutus, lies not in our stars, but in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we deal with astrology, it's very easy to say, oh, especially in hindsight, <laughs> all yeah. astrologers have 2020 hindsight. Well, predicting what's going to happen is not an easy thing to do because we don't really know. And there are many uh, potential alternative futures and so on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't make a lot of predictions. I mean, I make very few. And as a result, many of my predictions by percentage come true. Mm -hmm. I know astrologers who at the beginning of the year, they'll make 50 predictions. And one or two will come true. And those are the two that they put on their website. 
Right. So look at what I predicted. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not the 48 that you were wrong. No. Hey, <laughs> I was right about the Seahawks winning the Super Bowl. You That was great. <laughs> I could see some stuff going on. And it's like Uranus stuff going on in that chart for the 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 uh, Super Bowl. And I said, something's going to happen right at the beginning of the game that's going to throw it all off to Seattle. They had a interception at the first play of the game, and then they made a safety. Totally unexpected. From that point, the whole game went Seattle's way. Great. Yeah. wonderful. I thought that was pretty cool. So, but I saw that. So so now we don't know, you know, what would happen if Putin disappeared, if he didn't disappear. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Because I think Gene Roddenberry was a very, very smart man. Yes. And and he was able to imagine, to create a future. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, especially it came out at the right time, the 60s, late 60s, you know, yeah. when we have expanded out into space, there's no more money, people do what they want to do, the world is wonderful, but as you get deeper into the mythology of, of Star Trek, that all of that happened after the third world. Right, right. When the Vulcans come down and it's all a mess and, you know. So... Do we need a third world war in order for humanity to find its soul? We don't know. And the question becomes now, if Putin hadn't done this, you know, Germany, just for the first time since since the Second World War, announced that they are going to increase their their defense budget. 2% of of their GDP. They have always refused to do that because of the second world. Right. And remember, uh, uh, Germany, while we call it an Aryan nation, was actually a Capricorn country for many years. Okay. And when they re-established after this, the, the fall of the, the uh, Berlin Wall, they did it under the sign of Libra. Oh, okay. And now, and Libras don't like direct confrontation. No, they don't generally they, do that. They like circumventing, of course, mm-hmm. and, you know, Again, passive aggressive. Well, now we're at a point where Sweden and Denmark and Finland, Sweden isn't even a part of NATO, I think. Uh, they're all increasing their their defense budgets mm-hmm. because they're recognizing the truth about the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's the old saying, one little nuclear bomb can ruin your whole day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe we have to go through what we're going through mm-hmm. in order to get to the next level of consciousness. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, and I, I'm seeing that largely is because of the the Pluto return as the initiator of this. It has to. Well, be- again, you're one of the problems I'm having with astrologers these days, American astrologers in particular, is that they're so focused on the Pluto return, they're ignoring 99% of planet yeah that's true america is going through its pluto return and we are it's internal strife Mm -hmm. tremendous difficulties and pluto rules the rebuilding of everything that's worn out yeah right and america has become a third world country Mm -hmm. with our tunnels and our subways and our antiquated trains and all the rest of it and so biden was able to pass a bipartisan infrastructure bill that's as much Pluto as anything else that we're dealing with. Yeah, that's true. And so the rest of the world 
while you you, you will see Pluto active and we're seeing it active in Putin's chart. Oh, yeah. So, you know, there is a great deal of Pluto energy, but like we started our conversation, Neptune is also quite active right yes, now. Yes, it is. Sure, sure seems to be in a lot of people's individual charts, you know, and... Uh, um, but all, uh, of the, all of the outer planets are active at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Putin has Uranus in opposition to his Venus. Right. That's another indicator that I think that he's, he better find himself a retirement uh, job. You know, I, yeah, right. I, you know, I don't think he's going away next Tuesday. No, probably not. And the feel, but, the like factor there about feeling light, you know, that comes in there too with him, especially. I, with I don't him. think that, I don't think that Putin gives a damn whether he's liked or he's. I mean, I about personal thinks, friends, personal people. I don't think that he thinks that. Oh, okay. one of one of the real telling pictures recently, which I'm sure you saw, was him sitting at this table that was, you know, half a mile long. Right. And right. He's at one end and everybody else at the other. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, that was that was a an indicator of how Putin thinks about his place in humanity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Pluto on the south node. And yeah. that's four planets in the 12th house. Right. Right. It's also, don't forget, he's got Neptune conjunct Mercury very close. Yes, he does. And Mr. Trump has Mercury square Neptune very yeah. close. Two people that don't exactly tell the truth. They don't tell the truth, and I don't think they would know it if it bit them on the ass. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> now, Putin also has Saturn near his sun and near his Neptune. That's right. Right in the middle of all of this. Yep. He has no sense of humor. No, not really. As far as Donald Trump has no sense of humor oh, whatsoever. No. Yeah. He's got Venus conjunct Saturn yeah. very close. Um, not yeah. that I think that Capricorns don't have a sense of humor. I find some of them to be quite hilarious. But it's a, a particular kind of mm-hmm. humor. Right. And and depending on where that Saturn falls in the chart has a lot to do with what you think is funny and isn't. Yeah, true. Mel Brooks said, well, they asked Mel Brooks once. Mel Brooks said in one of his routines with Carl Reiner, he said, the difference between comedy and tragedy to me, <clears throat> he said, tragedy is why I cut my finger. Yeah. I'll bleed, I'll go into Mount Sinai for a day and a half. It's tragic. Comedy is if you fall in an open sewer and die. Oh. It didn't happen to me. It's funny. Right. Okay. <laughs> his point mm-hmm. was Mel Brooks is a comedian, but he's also a philosopher. Yes, he was amazing. And his point is, is that that's exactly what makes things funny. Mm-hmm. We we sit and laugh, whether it's at the Three Stooges or Laurel and Hardy or whoever it might be through history, while they smack each other around. Yeah. Because it's not happening to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's a point. Anyway. Yeah. That's so, interesting. so I just, I, I mean, I, and I'm looking at, at Zelensky's chart too. You know, he's... he's He's got an interesting chart. I don't know if you've looked at it. He's got a Sun-Venus conjunct in Aquarius. Yeah. That is absolutely a sign of a comedian. Who? Who? Zelensky? Zelensky? Zelensky, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were And it's in opposition to his Mars, which gives him that strength of character. Uh Uh-huh. That Putin did not expect. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. Zelensky is really quite a mensch. That's a good he really he really turned into something far beyond what anybody expected. That's right. Uh, I'm concerned for his safety, of course, yeah. and his wife and the children, everybody. Yeah. He we get what we have for him 
January 25th, 1978. I have a 2 p.m. Uh, birth time. Again, yeah. I wasn't there. That's what we have. There's a there. Gemini ascendant, which kind of makes sense if, yeah. you, if you want. Yeah. And that means that Neptune is in square to his ascendant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he really is right now. I mean, we did him a couple of weeks ago, I think, on the show. And I just had the feeling that the way his his chart was laid out and the way everything was laid out right now, I said his time has come. You know, um, why he's here is what's going on over there in Ukraine. You know, well, I mean, they say the times make the man. Yeah. And I think that his chart, it, while it is, he's got Jupiter in the first house yeah. in Gemini. He is certainly, everything in his chart is, even a Leo moon, it's all comedic in a way. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but the, again, the reason why I brought up Mel Brooks, the difference between comedy and tragedy is a matter of perspective. Right. Zelensky is a comedian who right now is playing a tragedian. Yeah. Very Shakespearean in a way. Oh, he's yeah. He's truly a a Shakespeare character, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Um, he's literally stepped into where he's supposed to be. I mean, that's very simply put. But, you know, you can see him. You know, he, I think he knew for a very long time where he was headed, you know, and where, what kind of situations he would be in to defend his position or anything else. But he's in that time right now. It's kind of in a golden hour for him, almost, you know. And he may not be around that long, you know, and that's the other sense that a lot of people are saying, but, but he's here. I think, I think they're saying it because of the circumstances that he's in, not because of anything else. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But, and you know, it's easy to predict that somebody's going to fall when they have 175,000 troops bearing down on them in their capital city. Right. But there is no reason to assume that Zelensky will die. I mean, he may. I'm not saying, suggesting that he won't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's like shooting fish in a barrel. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, again, based on the birth time that we have and the ascendant that we're assuming, he's got uh, transiting Saturn just getting into his 10th house. Yeah. This truly is his heyday. You know, it's, it's, uh, look, Ronald Reagan was a lousy actor and a worse president. Um, but, but he had the two careers. Right. And, uh, and very often people who are in show business, what's the difference between show business and politics? How much money you can steal? Oh. Um, you know, and, and there are many people throughout history who have gone from show business into politics. It's mm-hmm. not, that unusual uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. a switch over. You, what you need in politics is you want the people to like you. Yeah. You know how to put on a big smile. People <laughs> like you. They don't know who you are. Right, right. Exactly. Um, so anyway, all of this is, is adding up, in my opinion. Again, we don't have a chart of the world. No. We don't know when the world, I, I know the world was, was begun on a Tuesday, but you know, it was we done on a Tuesday. How do you know uh, that? Everything's done on Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> I was born on Tuesday. Well, there you go. See, <laughs> um, no, but but we we are in a period now where 
you can sit and study as as a mundane astrologer. I'll draw dozens and dozens of charts, hundreds sometimes, doing lectures, and I'll look at the chart of Ukraine and of Russia and of America and of Britain, and I'll do the compo com the composite charts and blah blah blah, and I'll come up with with conclusions, and very often they prove accurately, in part because of the amount of homework that I do. Mm -hmm. um, but just deciding that America's Pluto return is why all of this is happening is extremely narcissistic on our part. Yeah, it's also, that's a good word for it, narcissistic. That's, in other words, that's that's completely responsible for all the mayhem we've got going on right Absolutely. now, which is for ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We are the only people that matter. Yeah. Look, there's an old saying, how America goes, so goes the world. And there is some truth to that. And look at what, what do you think would have happened if Donald Trump had gotten reelected oh. and he had dropped us out of NATO, Yeah. which is exactly what he was planning to do. That would have been the end. Putin would have invaded Ukraine and then he would have moved on and done more and taken over Poland and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Because without America, NATO doesn't have any teeth. Mm -hmm. And so while there are plenty of people in this country, unfortunately, who, who still back him and think that he was the greatest thing since cream cheese and olives, um, they, they are going by their instincts or more to the point by their guttural, uh, you know, uh, tribalism, mm -hmm. not by any yeah, common tribalism. sense. That works. Yeah. 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 And common sense would say, if we don't stand up to Putin now, it's going to be that much harder. They could have stopped Hitler in 1930s. Mm -hmm. He had no army to begin with. Mm -hmm. All he had was a big mouth and his brown shirts going around and beating up people and blah, blah, blah. Big mouth and, and brown 19, shirts. <laughs> 1938. That's when he, you know, Eileen, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Uh, Second World War started September 1st, 1938, when uh, Hitler invaded Poland. Before that, he had already taken over Czechoslovakia and the Rhineland, and, and, and the British and the French let him do it. They didn't stop. So the war started, and that's what drew Europe into the World War. Right. But America didn't get into the war for another two years. Yeah. Another three years. Okay, hold on, hold on. To stop, we have to take a break right here. Sorry about that. So, anyway, okay, we will be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here at KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And with me this morning is Mr. Mitchell Lewis from New York City. He's here to talk about, well, just about everything that's going on in the world today. And part of it was Neptune, but 
there's other parts to this. So let's start. Let's begin where you started, wherever you were. Okay. <laughs> in uh, I think it was February of 1938. 20,000 neo-Nazis had a rally in Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. And this was about six or eight months before the beginning of the Second World and uh, after they, uh, uh, oh, he's getting up to look for something. Hang on a second. And That's what happens with live radio is sometimes <laughs> little beepers or noisemakers yeah. go on in and the background. I'm terribly kind of... sorry, guys. Sorry. That's, right. that's okay. a phone. That's a phone that they only try to sell me stuff on, and I forget to, to, uh, to take it off. The... That, mom that um, moment was brought to you by Neptune. Okay, go ahead. Right. <laughs> yeah, what phones they... need is a radio mode instead of airplane mode. But yeah, back right. to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. After the rally in, in uh, Madison Square Garden, where they cheered Hitler and booed FDR and blah, blah, blah. They marched uptown to 86th Street, many of them, and crossed over to the east side, which is where I live. Oh, great. Right now, and have for many years. Well, it's called, this is called Yorkville. I live on York Avenue, uh -huh. which was named after Sergeant York from okay. World War I, played okay. by Gary Cooper in the movies. That's important. It was yeah. a war here. Yeah. And this used to be called Germantown. Oh. many people of German descent lived here. Okay. And there were dozens and dozens of German bakeries and restaurants and hotels and now all, everything. Right. So they came across here. Now, a few of them still exist. The Heidelberg, there's a couple of other, uh, they're left over from that era and um, probably still owned by the same families. At all. Uh, there was a huge anti-war movement in America before the war, they did not want another world war. There was an anti-war movement, the first world war too, which is why it took Wilson so long to get us into the war. <coughs> but what happened was two things. One, as you know, Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941, Japanese attacked us. Mm -hmm. And America declared war on Japan. Not on Germany. No. The Germans declared war on us four days later. Oh. And throughout the world, people said, well, that's the end of the war. It's going to take some time, but that's pretty much it. There were two mistakes Hitler made. One was painting his house green. It was the worst thing you ever saw. No. One, one was declaring war on the United States. Mm -hmm. And the other was invading the Soviet Union. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And before we entered the war, there was something called land lease. Yes. That we lent British government billions of dollars worth of our old warships and tanks and planes, and, and they had to pay us back at a dollar a year for them um, because we would not enter the war directly. Mm hmm. This is the same philosophy that Biden is using now. Yeah, that sounds familiar. If we enter this war directly, it's World War Three. Yeah. Uh, he may be right, he may be wrong. I don't know. History may tell us whatever. Um, but in any case, he has made a, a policy for now. And I listen to the, all the pundits on TV, TV and, you know, half say he should enter, half say he shouldn't, blah, blah, blah. Nobody knows. 
you have to make a decision, you, you make a decision. Mm-hmm. An old saying from the 60s, not to decide is to decide. Yes. So he has agreed to certainly, you know, sanctions and we're putting billions of dollars into the hands of the Ukrainians. And whether it's going to help or not in the long run, I don't know. But he had to make a choice. And he felt that if we if we enter into World War Three right at the moment, it's going to be hell. So let's see what happens over the coming months. Yeah, uh, I think the Ukrainians are doing an amazing job. I think they there's no way that they're going to stand up to the might of the Russian army no. in the long. And it's just a matter of time before things change. Yes, and they are um, in the process of changing right now. Absolutely, every day. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I mean, how can it not break your heart to see a woman carrying her old dog running for the Polish border because she won't leave her dog behind? People carrying an old woman because she they can't leave her behind. Children, a maternity hospital. I mean, you know, you say to yourself, this this isn't humanity. But it is. It is right now, of course. It Humanity seems- is is capable of the most amazing, beautiful things yep. and the most terrible, horrific tragedies. It seems to me that, I mean, this is very simplistic put because I'm, my brain is sort of simplistic, but I'm sort of seeing shift from Capricorn to Aquarius, you know, because what it's coming out as, as the focal point is Ukraine. And Ukraine evidently, according to some of my checking on the dates that Ukraine started. It was about sometime in Aquarius that it started. You what, know. Which chart are you using? I, oh, it, was, one chart? I, it was one chart. I think there's probably bazillion charts of this. So I sort well, of Well not not really. If you if you're dealing with with countries, there are moments. For example, Russia, old Russia, yeah. is a Scorpio country because of the the uh, sacking of the winter palace right and that that was a time when a new government was begun yeah however the soviet union broke apart and it has a new a new you know it it the the, the russia modern russia so to speak started in in capricorn right no longer a a scorpio country so to speak it's capricorn but we use all of these different uh Things and you examine all of them, and you know I you do. look for synchronicity. You know, we're looking at the phasal relationship when it changes. Right. You know, if it goes from Capricorn to Aquarius, something has changed. You know, well, it, look, the, as the outer planets change signs, we have massive changes in our collective consciousness. Yeah, we do, we really do. Yeah. In and- my recent webinar, I, I did a, a a a quick rundown of Uranus. When Uranus is in Taurus, we our values change yeah. in America, in the world, mm-hmm. rather radically. But it's That's when amazing. Uranus goes into Gemini yeah. that wars start. Yes, yeah, I remember you the, saying that about that. Right, the the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War Two, and then at the end of it, if you you saw, did you sit in on the webinar? No, no, I didn't see it, but I know oh, you okay. said that. Okay. Yeah, but and, if you're ever interested in seeing it, I will. I will. Um, one of the but things- uh, as we in 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 2025, Uranus goes into Gemini one more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So America may very well be drawn into a war well, that'll take two years to develop. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully not. But I'm what I'm seeing, which actually makes me glad, is is the liberation of Ukraine, which was already starting anyway. You know, at some point, way before this this attack happened. But what do you mean the liberation? Well, it's like everybody's after everybody else. They're all helping each other. It was a very Ukra- Ukrainian idea not to just drop people off or drop them off the bridge somewhere. No, I mean, these people are interested and they want to help them. And and so does the United States, everybody else. People want to help and they want to help each other, you know. And it's a very wonderful thing to see, says my North Node in Aquarius, <laughs> you know. Look, I, I am very much an optimist. A lot of Jupiter in my chart. Mm-hmm. And while I see the horrors of the world, I'm not a Pollyanna. I don't close my eyes to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that humanity has a great capacity for empathy yes. and for understanding. Okay. Let's see what happens yes. if this, uh, if the two, three, four, five, however many millions of Ukrainians settle into these countries and can't leave. Yeah. Yeah, How will Poland absorb two million refugees? Yeah. How many will America take? How many will Britain yeah. allow? Yeah. And Germany. Yeah. So this is not over by by a long shot. And yes, it's it's wonderful to see, you know, the 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 open arms and the pouring of and the chefs who are cooking one hundred and fifty thousand meals a day. I mean, my God, my heart goes out to these people. Yeah. And this is humanity at its best. Yeah, it is. But people have very short attention spans. True. That's what's happening right now, though. That's the main thing. It's happening in this time period. So, oh, guess what? we got to take another break. So we will be back here in just a minute right after this uh, live read. Thank you. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent and of Washington and Oregon, helping people obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays them for, oh, oh gosh, I can't read this, my glasses, I need new glasses, um, ex- that pay them for expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. There is a lot of information that we need to make before we do something with Medicaid, and Medicare and talking to someone who, Susan, who really knows what she's talking about can really help you. Okay, so if you want to talk to Susan about your Medicare exchange coverage, she's at a phone. I should just throw this out. <laughs> Jeez. She's at a phone call and it's right there right now. Okay, so you can call her at 253 318 9379. That's Susan Bergstrom at 253 9379. 253 318 9379. I'm sorry, but that's her. Okay? We said today's show is powered yes, by Neptune yeah, at the beginning yeah. of the show. Yeah, okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> oh. And if you want to contact her by email, the email, email is oh. ex. S. Bergstrom at AmericanSeniorBenefits.com. Okay, that's good. This is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show, and did you know that I do private astrological readings? If you have issues or problems in your life that plague you, perhaps an astrological reading would be just the ticket. 
I've had more than 30 years experience in astrology and there isn't much I haven't seen, so I know I can help you. You can contact me at 206-816-0546 or go to EileenGrimes.com to make an appointment. Thank you very much and I'll see you soon. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. Uh, and we're having today the talk with Mr. Mitchell Lewis, who's a fan of fabulous astrologer from New York City. And, you know, when I came on, I didn't know what he was going to talk about. And he said when we first came, he said, oh, don't worry, I'll take over here. But and I went, no problem. It's all yours. So and there he left the room again. No, he didn't. He's back. <laughs> Anyway, nothing like humor, nothing like it. Anyway, so we've just been talking about everything that's, well, not everything, but darn close, everything that's involved with what's going on with uh, Ukraine and Russia. He's been talking about it the astrological way, looking at Putin's chart, all that stuff. So what's next on your list? Well, we have a rather important midterm election coming up. Oh, my God. Maybe you heard Now we have to talk about that, too. Yeah, okay. (laughs) <laughs> in the in my webinar, the reason I'm I'm mentioning the webinar is because I cover a lot of material mm-hmm. over two hours, and and I cover all, many of the topics you and I've been talking about, plus stock market. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody was you know writing in to the chat room. Oh my God, the midterms and what's going to happen? Are the Republicans going to sweep it and this and that? And I said to them, No, Mm-mm. no, they're not. It's going to be much much closer than you think. Mm-hmm. And uh, shortly after that, the news came out that throughout this country, courts and uh, uh, gerrymandering and so on actually has come to a place of almost exact even mm-hmm. for the first time in 20 years. Wow. The Democrats have picked up many more potential seats than the republicans have true yeah and this this was a complete shock to many people who expected the census to be this way that way again because everybody's an expert on it um we are this midterm election is very important of course everything that's happening in american politics is very important and it's going to re-establish a kind of quid pro quo that I don't think America has had in 20 years. One thing, what's finally happening is now, you know, Eileen, I'm a baby boomer like you. Yeah. And uh, I was actually thinking of writing something, which I may do and posting it all over the place that an open letter to the baby boomers, your debt is due. Interesting. You were born after the Second World War. You got to live through the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. And you had the best of everything. And now you got aches and pains. You're on Medicare. You're worried about this. How do you pay for your house in Florida? You're still the biggest segment of the American population and will be for a number of years. You are holding the most accrued wealth in the history of humanity. Go and spend it and vote and get off your asses. I know it, it's you don't have the pep at 70 that you had at 17. I get it. 
That doesn't mean that you can leave this world a mess because, oh, well, I, I've marched for the Vietnam War 50 years ago, so I did my shit. It's not the way it goes. No. And I believe that it is time for one thing, you know, people kept saying to me, is, who's going to win the election? And I said to them, I don't see either Donald Trump or Joe Biden being president next time. Hmm. Uh, I don't think Donald Trump, quite honestly, can get, a, can get himself, well, he might get himself arrested, but I don't see him getting uh, reelected. Well, not, not before and, he is already, you know, arrested before. Stuff's lining well, up against him. Well, it didn't stop him. Um, but the power struggle within each of the parties, we could conceivably wind up with more than two political parties. Uh -huh. George Washington in his second inaugural speech warned against the two-party system. Mm -hmm. He said, with a two-party system, there's no compromise. Whoever's got the power has complete control. And it was, you know, even back then they realized it. And so uh, I think that it's time for the baby boomers to, on, to some extent to give up some of their control. Yeah, I agree. This is why, uh, you know, Breyer retired. Mm -hmm. It's time. Yeah. We need younger blood. We need younger people in there. Yeah. But who elects those people is still more baby boomers than any other generation. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean all baby boomers feel the same way that I do politically or wants to vote for one party as opposed to the other. Yeah. But they have to get their walkers out and their canes <laughs> and their put in their false teeth and you know. Yeah. And march on down there and do their civic duty. Yeah. Otherwise, you are going to leave. Your legacy will be a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, let's see what I, you it, know what I'm thinking about that is that the difference between Pluto and Leo generation, and then I guess Pluto in Aquarius generation, something like that. You know, where you well, Pluto and Aquarius generation is just being born now. Yeah, that's the point. That's an interesting point. Yeah, so right. you got to realize that that the first one, Pluto and Leo, we all did it all by ego here. You know, Leo, 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 we're the greatest, we're wonderful. You know, and well, we were. <laughs> <laughs> See, you agreed with me. Yeah, well, Absolutely. I know. I, you know, we were both born in that generation, and I. I it's amazing. You know, I'm with other people of other generations. They often look at me and says, boy, you're just like, what an ego you've got. And I go, yeah, so what of it? <laughs> you know, Absolutely. but, you know, well, that's what we're here to learn about, you know. And um, it, it's been kind of interesting to balance myself against the other generations because, you know, I have a fairly well-placed ego. I have a Pluto in the first house and I have my south node in the first house. And Leo, well, hello, it's all about me. <laughs> but... You know, it's combining it all to make it to be more generous and to be more universal with my Pisces son. But nevertheless, most of the whole generation needs to get their, they need to get that stuff out of there and say, okay, I've done that enough. I can give up my time somewhat. You know, it's well, a, remember the baby boomers are not one generation. We are, we are limp, two generations lumped together. Oh, okay. First of all, uh, the, the very early baby boomers have Uranus and Gemini. 
Okay, right. Yes. yes then for do. seven years, they're having cancer. Yeah. And then after that, still considered baby boomers, yeah. they have it in Leo. Yeah. And the baby boomers born with, with Pluto and Leo, well, in the mid-50s, Pluto started to enter Aquarius. I mean, I mean, uh, Virgo, excuse me. Yeah, right. And okay. so, so we aren't really one generation. No. We were lumped together. We are, we are two generations right. uh, called one, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, and we are much, look, those with those uh, baby boomers, so to speak, with Pluto in Virgo mm -hmm. are much different. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, I have friends who are a little older who have that Uranus in Gemini. Yeah. The Bob Dylan yeah. generation. Right. And then Uranus goes into Cancer. Right. Yeah. While Neptune is in Libra and they square each other. And that's when we blew up the whole concept of monogamy and marriage. Oh, and yeah. Rest. Yeah. Yeah. And I then came in the you know, seven years later, Uranus goes into Leo and those people are completely different. Yeah. On some very basic levels. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. I've never actually looked at it that way, but we're kind of an amalgam of all these things and whatever came floated, floated to the top of the bowl was what was right. going on. So that's really the, interesting. The dead, the dead goldfish that float to the top. <laughs> oh, I just love a sense of humor, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Well, right. you know, I mentioned Bob Dylan. Dylan. Dylan wrote one of the greatest first verses to a song ever written, in my opinion. God said to Abraham, kill me a son. Abe said, God, you must be putting me on. God said, no. Abe said, what? God said, you can do what you want to, but. The next time you see me, you better run. <laughs> Abe said, when you, where do you want this killing done? God said, down on Highway 61. <laughs> oh. What a brilliant That's great. modernization of the biblical story mm -hmm. to bring us into it. And it was, it's, you know, well, early Dylan is still wow. yeah. favorite. He's Not definitely favorite. amazing. So. But that, that song for me always still it gives me chills. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that does. You know what? We have two minutes left. Okay. Okay. So I guess that means we got to go. <laughs> All right. Well, anybody who's interested, you know, I'm at MitchAstro.com. That's right. Or yeah. MitchAstro at AOL. Yeah. I still have my old AOL account because yeah, I have too. clients from 20 years ago. I don't want to give them up. Yeah, I still have them too from back then. So. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, any, and anybody who's interested in the webinar, I charge a few bucks for it. If you can't afford it, write me and I'll let you see. That's right. Okay. But uh, it's called America's Nervous Breakdown. Oh, woo. And uh, I cover an awful lot of material. That's happening so, right now, isn't it? That's why I just did the webinar. Oh, man. I can just see everybody going like that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's getting a little whacked out. Makes sense. So. Well, thank you very much, Mitch. It was wonderful My as pleasure, usual. Eileen. My well, pleasure. Great to see you. And great to see you. I hope you. things work out well. And, you know, everybody does better. Yeah, I do too. And um, I'm just trying to get through this segment so I can get into a place. And then I start work at a, um, an actual one minute. Okay. Uh, I'm starting at a new um, place in Tacoma. It's a reading place where I'm going to do readings and they good. do a really good job business there. Very so, good. 
So it'll help. I, I wish everybody the best. Pray for Ukraine. Anything you can do to help you do. Yeah. But don't forget the people around you. They need your help too. Yes, that's right. So thank you very much, Mitch. It was wonderful. You're welcome, dear. You take bet. care. We'll see you again soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. How much time now? Oh, it's called Wrap It Up. Okay. We can do that. So next week we're going to have on Mr. Mitch, or not Mitch, it's going to be... um. What's his name? Matt Shea. <laughs> it's going to be a big one yes, next week, gonna, too. Yeah, we're gonna, it's a big big one next week. So we'll tell you what that is when you see us next week, and we'll see you then. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.